Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're doing another Pixar movie. You know, we, we'd only done one in like the first four years of the show, and now we've done two this year already. It's kind of crazy. But uh, we are talking about Lightyear, the movie about Buzz Lightyear, the character that Andy has a toy of in the original Toy Story. It's a very weird setup for a movie. It's a, uh, we'll get into it in the conversation, but maybe a little, we have a little bit of a mixed reaction to how the movie turned out. Uh, but there's certainly plenty of fun to be had, and we have a great time talking about it with returning co-host Jason Harris. And that conversation's coming up in a second. And after the conversation, we'll also have a little word from Jason's daughter, Scarlett. Before we get to all that, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us if you like what we're doing over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you happen to see a five-star button. We'd really appreciate it if you click that five-star button and maybe leave a little review. Over on Good Pods now, you can do per-episode commenting, and so if you've got some puzzle pieces you think we missed here on Lightyear, you can comment right there on the episode and let us know about those puzzle pieces, and I will read them on our next trailer episode that I do with Jason every month. We're actually going to be recording that next week for the July movies, so definitely get in touch. Let us know what puzzle pieces you thought of for Lightyear or for any other movie we've covered recently. Uh, you could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Also, I would like to mention that we have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as bonus content from Awesome Movie Year, Jason's podcast. And we actually have a new bonus Awesome Movie Year hitting next week, so uh, that is coming up real soon. And I will also be posting some new music very soon on the Patreon, uh, so check it out. Again, it's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So let's talk about Lightyear. All right, Jason Harris is back with us for an episode today, not one of our trailer episodes. We're going to actually talk about a movie. We're going to talk about Lightyear. Jason, are you excited? No. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Jason. I'm glad that you're not uh, particularly excited, but uh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I, I think we'll, we'll have a good time. Well, we saw it together at a preview, and I think the most fun part for me was that I got to take my daughter, who will be a special guest later in this episode. But when prepare, we yes. saw it about a week before recording this, and when preparing mm -hmm. this episode, there was really nothing 
memorable to me about this movie. And I gave it like a decent review on my letterbox go for Jason. Follow me there. But like, mm. I think that was more like because of the experience. We had a nice theater. It was just a few of us. And I got to take my kid, you know, but like there's really nothing memorable about this thing. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a fair statement. I mean, I, it, it was a weird idea to begin with, trying to make a movie about the real... Okay, they sold it as the real-life Buzz Lightyear. What the opening title card straight up says is, no, it's actually the movie that Buzz Lightyear was based off, which I think we thought maybe that was what was going to be the case. It seems like the the popular theory, and we mentioned this on the trailer episode, is that it's not really the movie it's the it's the cartoon that was based on the movie much like the real ghostbusters was based on the ghostbusters and then you have a toy off of the cartoon but then the director came out and said actually no this is meant to be a live action film within the world of toy story so i don't i don't think they knew what they were making when they made it was this. really confusing just hearing you explain it right there yeah right <laughs> i i do agree that it felt like a live action film i kind of enjoyed certain you know it's an action movie for kids right yeah absolutely and yeah i i'm not calling this movie bad i i definitely had a good time i just don't think it's that great and i certainly hope for more especially after the run pixar has been on lately but uh let's start getting into some puzzle pieces and we'll talk about more about what worked and what didn't along the way what do you have for your first piece uh, I mean, you could pick any movie where someone gets stranded. This is what I feel like also when I was like kind of uh, picking these. They're also uh, tropey, right? Like they just kind of sure. pick tropes to work with. So like my first one is you could pick any movie where someone gets stranded in space or on another planet and um, ages in a in a different way than we're used to aging here on Earth. So I went with Interstellar because... There was a lot of that idea of not just aging in a different way, but the um, journey to go back home to save someone else. So, uh, and, and, you know, it definitely had some of those visuals as he was entering hyperspeed into the interstellar realms. Sure. Yeah. You have the wormholes and the, also I had it on my list as well. And yeah, you have the whole slingshotting around a star to get off the planet, which is a total interstellar move. And uh, yeah, all of the playing with time and all that, that's, that's always a Nolan thing, but especially in interstellar, he plays with it the most. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a, a pretty clear inspiration here. I think it's definitely a good one to kick it off with. I'll go with a combo of just in general Star Trek and Star Wars. I mean, you kind of have to, uh, you know, if Buzz is basically a sci-fi adventure character and also a little bit based on, of course, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong and the Apollo 11 mission, you know, you, you've got to include the the classic, classic Star Wars and Star Trek series as the thing that every kid at that age had a toy from. Even me, I wasn't a big Star, War, Star Wars or Star Trek fan, but I had Star Wars toys, you know, I think everybody did in the 90s and the 80s. And so I, I think you kind of have to bring those into what, you know, was meant to be this character. Yeah, I think you're right. Again, it's like these big overarching things, because if you're going to Star Wars, you can go to the Death Star or something like that. And these kind of alien spaceships and you can just Google alien spaceship movie and just pick your you know, inspiration. <laughs> right. You can choose any sure. alien movies, whatever you want. Right. But there is this, you know, whole set uh, sequence of him kind of going to that uh, 
spaceship that seems to be like kind of overlooking the uh, planet that they're stuck on and keeping them there. And so, um, you know, and with that, let's throw Elysium, the uh, not so good uh, movie from Neil Blomkamp, where they have to go and create a society in another world. Not that that one was that one was all about like the rich one percent doing it. This is just about, hey, we got stranded and now we're going to build the best life we can here. So there's kind of a, a, a parallel as well. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Elysium. I, that, I wonder what that movie would be like on rewatch. I mean, that guy's got so many interesting ideas, but the movies just don't always work out that well, except for District 9. Um, I, I would like to rewatch it one day, even though I didn't like it that much when it came out. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go to another piece. And, you know, like you said, you could just Google, you know, any spaceship outer space movie and just throw it on the list. But I'm going to just include one other specific one uh, for my list here, and that's Lost in Space. Um, you know, you've got the the crew, the robot, the the leaning into more silly B movie plots. I wish there was more of that. And I, I'll just say it like I you plugged your letterbox at the top of the episode. I'm going to plug mine now uh, by David Rosen. But uh, I mentioned in my letterbox review, I wish this felt more like a uh, late 80s, early 90s sci-fi rather than a 2000s, 2020s uh, sci-fi action movie. If it leaned in more to that B-moviness, that lost in space kind of wackiness, I think it would have been better. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to say B-movie, but like just that kind of 80s feel, you know? Yeah. And everything. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there. you're right. It's missing that whimsy of an E.T. Or, you know, didn't we talk about Space Camp not too long ago on something? Right? I feel like you we know? did. Yeah. Yeah. Just something yeah. a little. Um, it could have been more fun, I think, is what we're we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Fun and inventive and wacky. But uh, what do you have for your next piece? Well, I mean, you know, the, the best character is probably like his little robot cat, you know, that um, Pixar sure. does in everything now, you know, so like. Who is the uh, sidekick animal that, um, you know, is going to be their comic relief? So, you know, I mean, again, you just pick any movie. You throw a dart at one. I picked Up because I really liked Up and Doug and everything like that. And, uh, you know, that's obviously a movie about people mm -hmm. transporting from one place to another, too. But I think Socks the Cat is the breakout character. And uh, there will be a lot of Socks toys from this one. And um but yeah, Pixar definitely has that habit of just, um, hey, here's a cute sidekick that we're going to get all the laughs from. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're right. It's always the best character. I, I'm going to piggyback on your puzzle piece there because I had a piece specifically about Socks the Cat as well. And that is going to be Captain Marvel, another movie I didn't exactly love, but uh, the sidekick cat is the best part of it goose the cat. So uh, also an orange tabby and, uh, you know, big sci fi adventure with a cat in it so i went with captain marvel for mine yeah you know and uh there was some to me tonal confusion in there but captain marvel's an interesting piece also because it has that like first we're working with the mother and then we're working with the daughter right sure yeah actually that's and then, that's true that's a really good point. and then this one is buzz is working with the grandma and then the granddaughter so i think that's a good piece in that regard because you know that that's another thing is like i worked with blah, blah, blah from your family. And now I'm going to, you know, do this and everything. 
Yeah, no, I like you, you know, I owe it to your other family member type thing. Look at that. You just upgraded my puzzle piece. Yeah, that's why we bring you on, Jason. Well, Dave, <laughs> this is why you don't have me on a lot because I fix your <laughs> crappiness. So, you know. What do you got um, next? How about uh, I went with uh, the ultimate original or one of the original stories of going home. I went with Homer's The Odyssey. Let's Ooh. let's give this show a little, you know, yeah. gravitas. gravitas if we show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but I mean, all these are, you know, the journey home and all the obstacles you face along the way. And um, I think, uh, as we'll get to my daughter's puzzle piece, she brings up some good obstacles there. But mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't we don't talk about the Odyssey a lot anymore. Uh, why is that, Dave? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it, it should come up as a puzzle piece on a million things, you know? I don't know, Dave. How come our episodes are always like 12 minutes and all the other ones you put out are like an hour and 15 minutes? What is going on? I, you're a busy man and I'm always, you know, I'm always racing against the clock whenever I have you on. That's, that's... Don't, don't put the blame on me. <laughs> well, I still got a couple more pieces here, so uh, don't worry. We'll, we'll, I got one or two. We, we'll stretch it. We'll stretch it. But uh, I'll, I'll go for my next one, actually speaking about just the journey home and just all the obstacles in the way. I'll go with The Martian. Uh, with Matt Damon, another, you know, stranded on a planet, has to survive, uh, has to figure out a way since there's just no, there's no way of getting home anytime soon. So they're going to have to find a way to thrive on that planet. And uh, yeah, I mean, the ingenuity of, of the the scientists to be able to uh, create life on that planet and, and be able to have a life and continue on. And, you know, like we were just talking about the, uh, the his sidekick, the woman, uh, she ends up, uh, you know, getting married. She has kids and uh, the, the kid grows up, ends up being the hero. So, like, plenty of life goes on on this planet in the meantime, even though they can't get off the planet. I think, Dave, you proved my point. His sidekick, the woman. <laughs> you didn't really. Re it's Hawthorne, I think. But, you know, like there's nothing memorable about this. I'm not even blaming you. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not coming to his sidekick, the woman. Right. I, I remember you know, the granddaughter's so. name, Izzy, but I didn't remember what the uh, what the grandmother name was. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't his sidekick, the woman? Didn't this just get banned in Saudi Arabia because there was like a um, a same sex kiss and everything? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Absolutely. Which, so that's so let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's about right. So, yeah, pretty um, much. You know, let's go with that. Movies banned in other countries because of controversial matters. Clearly, oh. the inspiration here was The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> so, you know, I think before they wrote Lightyear, they went back and they watched The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh -huh. yeah. And they were like, how do we uh, translate this into a, a Pixar film? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Scorsese, he's so influential. His his handprints are all over things that you wouldn't expect. I'm just picturing uh, Willem Dafoe with, like, big Pixar eyes, just, you know, just <laughs> hanging on the cross. He, he almost looks Pixar-y already. He does. He's He's got a very animated face. I love it. Great piece. Uh, that, that rocks. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with my last piece, uh, which is going to be... And I, I don't remember if you might have brought this up on the uh, trailer episode, um, but even if you did, I'm still going to use it. Uh, and it, that's Ryan Johnson's Looper, uh, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, plays a young Bruce Willis, and there can only be one of them in order to close the loop on the time travel. So one of them has to kill the other. And uh, 
yeah, that, that's basically where Lightyear goes. The the bad guy ends up being Buzz from a different time period, and uh, we end up with that whole bad guy is the alternate version of himself thing, which has been done in a lot of other movies as well, but I felt like Looper is a good example of it. Sure, why not? And I mean, you know, that also goes back to your Star Wars piece in that, you know, that that older version is almost like a father figure, fatherly version of Buzz. So you can do the dark, you know, Darth Vader, Luke thing, you sure. know, everything, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, you didn't men- mention any uh, robot uprising movies. So okay. I feel like that's another trope that this would have uh, taken on. Yeah, maybe the Mitchells versus the machines. Throw that in there. Sure. We'll go with that one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. And then I will go to my last piece then, which, you know, again, another trope here is uh, the ragtag group, right? The ragtag group of, uh, you know, losers who have to come save the day who aren't up to the standard of uh, the hero here. Yeah. And I always like uh, the other guys. We'll go with the other guys there because they play on that, you know, kind of buddy cop movie loser thing very well. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's actually that, that's a good uh, part of this movie that we didn't really quite get into is just how ridiculous the other sidekicks are in this and yeah and that, that's a that's a good one there i like the other guys as a piece. yeah i mean i don't know what this trend is now that we that taika watiti has to be everything comic relief is every voice actor and it's like i know he's funny but like dude the uh, law of diminishing returns if he's doing the same thing and everything it's just kind of boring you know yeah so, but yeah no i mean it's whatever hey dave uh you know i was once hired by russian billionaires to write a movie about um they had access to the russian space program okay and um these were all like oil and tech billionaires and you know there was there was either like hey we have to you know capitalism came into russia we either have to use our money or um you know or pay taxes so let's all become movie moguls right (laughs) so it was very wild wild westy sure and uh basically what they wanted none of this is going to sound good let me let me <laughs> warn you like we we basically tried to avoid getting the gig multiple times me and my old writing partner but then when they told us that like they were like well we want you to do it and we're like eh and then they put the number out and they're like yeah we're horse we'll we'll do this sure this. it was yeah. a lot of money right yeah basically they wanted a female pop star britney spears type to shoot a music video in outer space right Mm. so like she goes and she trains with the russian cosmonauts and then of course they go up to outer space and everything goes wrong right you know so it's kind of a fun like you could do like you know another guy's type thing and her you know they're not going to send like the best with her and everything like that and um it's interesting now because we know tom cruise is doing this movie where he's going to outer space and blah 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 and we were we were kind of talking about that with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did this whole draft. So there was like, you know, obviously she wants to go to outer space. And I think what uh, my old writing partner came up with this thing where it just became like a decadent set, like a Truman Show set. So it's not really. And then, you know, she finds out it's a lie. So they do have to send her and she gets stuck. And then her team has to rescue her or like one of the like cosmonauts becomes like in love with her. And then he like, Cat, uh, kidnaps her and takes her to outer space. It just became crazy and crazy. But by the second draft, we had something that was like, okay, this is at least workable with the insane idea that you gave us, right? Sure. But what happened is 
the notes that we were getting were not like, hey, we're getting notes from other writers. It's like, no, the notes are coming from tech billionaire or computer programmer who's now movie producer, right? You know? <laughs> so by the third or fourth draft, I didn't even understand what they were what they were asking for anymore, which is which is strange. Like at least normally you could be like, oh, this is a bad note, but I understand it. Yeah. Um and they were like, well, we're going to take a crack at it. And the tech billionaire like uh, wrote uh, what seemed to be a, I don't even know, like, I guess he was just watching 2001 over and over and it was like a manifesto, but it, it had no <laughs> semblance of a screenplay. It would be like me saying like, hey, no, I'm going to design your computer program now, yeah. <laughs> even though I don't have any ability to do it. And when we read the draft that they sent in, I'm like, I don't. I don't understand. I don't I don't even know if this is a screenplay anymore. So we got paid a lot of money and then they just kept tinkering and tinkering until it became something that was not feasible as anything at all. So it's what funny. do you think it would cost to shoot that final screenplay the, in its final form? What do you think it would cost to shoot something like that? Well, I don't think they changed the um I think they were going to look at like a 25 million dollar budget, right? Yeah, Cuz they had yeah. access to like the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they were like, "Oh, we'll get Britney Spears." And I'm like, "Ah, you won't." But maybe now you could. <laughs> but um you know, but the if you have access to the Russian space station, you should definitely use it, right? And we sure. did all this research and you know, all these fun like training montages, you know that you would want in there, right? All that fun stuff. And then they just took it all. I mean, it wasn't that they like up the um, the budget in their version. It was just like they just had like this act three with just these like monologues that went on for pages at a time talking about like what is life and the philosophy of life. And I'm like, wasn't this a comedy movie we were making a few minutes ago? And it, sure. just, it just became so obscure and obtuse and not a movie it's it's funny when people get uh where they they overreach like that you know not that this was some great piece of art but it would have easily been a movie that could have been made and you know would have done fine on whatever streaming or in russia at least you know who yeah, knows, yeah right so just just very very strange dave i hope it uh comes to pass at some point like you're just like you don't even know about it, it just randomly shows up as a movie that would be amazing I. I did act for them in a movie, which was uh, it was called Love in the Big City Three, and it was their version of Sex in the City, right? Oh, and uh, what ha what happened? Were, were was, you a Samantha? Uh, I, I'm more of a um, I'm more of a Dorothy. Okay. Wait, that's Golden Girls. But uh, so the producer came into town. He goes, "I want to see you do comedy, right?" So I took him to like the worst open mic in town, like give him a real experience, you know, and. Um, you know, everyone was like dying at this place. And I just went up and I didn't tell jokes. I just made fun of the crowd. And it went well. And he's like, I will put you in movie now. <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> and uh, so I was in this movie and he goes, you see this man over here who you act with? He is like Russian Barry Manilow, right? <laughs> and um, then there was like a woman. And he's like, she is like Russian Marisa Tomei, you know? And it was like <laughs> all like this. And uh it's funny because when, you know, I used to work on the strip and I'd meet a lot of people from Russia, um, I'd be like, oh, I was in a Russian movie and I'd tell them and they all knew the movie. So like they had a successful wow. track record, but uh, it's just funny how they kind of just went uh, crazy on this one project and everything, Wow, you know. That, so. that was the tangent to end all tangents on this podcast, but um, 
<laughs> I, I, I will. I, I feel I, like that was very therapeutic for me. That I'm, was nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, to wrap to wrap it up on Lightyear, I, one thing we didn't like say in our puzzle pieces. Are there other examples you could think of of movies about? a movie character from another movie. Like I was trying to think of one because it, it has to have happened at some point, but not a spinoff, but like about a character that was a movie in another movie. So, I mean, you're not talking about, so like I was thinking of like the uh, Michael Keaton or the Jennifer Lopez character from out of sight who goes into like Jackie Brown or something like that. But you're talking about, Someone who's a character within a movie. Like, didn't they do that in um, uh, those fake previews? Oh, like uh, Hobo with a Shotgun or something like that, right? Oh, interesting. I guess that would kind of work. That would kind of work, yeah, because it's like, it's it's a thing that's not really a movie. It's just something within another movie, and then they end up making a real movie out of it. So, like, Machete would be another example of that. Right, Like. right. Yeah, okay. Then let's throw that on there as a final one and then wrap it up. Is there is there anything else you want to say about Lightyear before we uh, finish this? Well, I think we're all just kind of like, you know, like you could tell we're reaching and it's just kind of a bummer because we're, um, you know, we did this, you know, we expect a lot from Pixar because they deliver a lot. And yeah. this just felt like a real money grab type thing as opposed to like, you know, something where they're like, hey, let's really, you know, focus in and you know, make this uh, a full Pixar film with all the, you know, the messaging and, and, and the emotional resonance and everything. This just felt like kind of like a thing. Yeah. That was just kind of there. Yeah. Well, last thing I'll mention is uh, the inside out sandwich. Very keto friendly. If you just remove that bread, that, that's kind of how I eat on a regular basis. So I guess I'm living in the future. My daughter had one of those the next day yeah. for breakfast, and she liked it. <laughs> good, good. Mm. Well, we'll get to that interview with Scarlett here in a minute, but uh, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? You know what, Dave? I, I, and I hate to plug you mm. because uh, you're, just, you're just horrible yeah, as, yeah. at everything. But, of course. Um, but uh, no, man, I watched The Northman, and uh, man, that just kind of blew me away recently. So oh, yeah. I really, really liked The Northman, and I know your episode just dropped uh, this week on it when as the time of this recording. So it's not really my uh, greatest uh, pull from out of nowhere, but um, I will say, um, I don't think I mentioned this. If you have BritBox, watch The Responder, Martin Freeman, very, very cool six-part miniseries uh which he's the master of so those are the two that like kind of are on the top of my mind right now awesome great recommendations and uh tell people what you got going on with your comedy and your trivia nights and with awesome movie here yeah we're we have a residency for trivia night at the resorts world i think we're the only ones on the strip right now that's every thursday at doghouse 6 to 8 p.m and that's a lot of fun we kind of do like a whole trivia party thing. I roast the crowd. I have a DJ. Uh, my buddy Gabe Nolasco is very good. And then we also do trivia night every Tuesday at uh, the uh, Craft House in Henderson. And, you know, if anyone ever wants a special event, anyone who's listening, we have Harry Potter games. We can do sports games. We can do full movie games. We can do 90s games, whatever it is. So hit me up uh, at Jason Harris Comedy on any of the socials. Um and awesome movie year. We are finishing 1980. By the time this is released, Dave, I believe we will have revealed yes, uh, yes. the next season. We will. So can I mention it here? Might as well. Yeah, tell them. 
I'm very excited. Uh, AwesomeMovieYear.com, AwesomeMovieYear, Facebook and Instagram, AwesomeMoviePod on Twitter. But I think we're all like when we researched this season, we were like, holy cow, this is just going to be the maybe the best Awesome Movie Year season. We're doing 1992, and it's just going to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Awesome. There it is. <laughs> Jason, thanks as always for being here. And let's go listen to that little interview you did with your daughter, Scarlett. All right, I'm here with my daughter, Scarlett. We saw Lightyear. Did you like it, Scarlett? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, um, I don't know. All right, and we're doing uh, Dave. Wait, actually, no. My favorite part was when he met the robo cat. Oh, yeah, that cat was hilarious. I agree with you. So what we're doing this for Dave's podcast, which is normally really boring, but we'll make it better, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what movie did uh, Lightyear remind you of? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And why is that? Because um, Spider-Man, I think he's like in different dimensions. And then Buzz Lightyear saw, like, like we saw, like Buzz Lightyear, the young one, saw the old version of himself. Right, there were multiple versions from different time periods, maybe different dimensions, right? Yeah. That's a good answer. Now, Scarlett, tell all of uh, Dave's listeners, uh, eat your slop, you pigs. Eat your slop, you pigs. Hey guys, this is David, and I wanted to tell you about Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. And what it does is really cool because, I don't know, if you're like me, I don't have a lot of time for just sitting around and reading stuff. I'm always either driving or doing something and just to like sit down and read, it's like, you know, who has time for that? And so with Newsly, you could basically turn any web article into kind of like a podcast and it reads the article in a natural human voice from basically anything on the internet, anything on the web. And this way, you know, you don't have to sit there reading and scrolling. You can listen to it just like you would a podcast. And it's got podcasts too. Piecing It Together is on there. Uh, but then you could also find articles from all kinds of topics from, you know, entertainment and movies to sports and tech and business, science, all that kind of stuff. So really, if it's out there on the web, you can find it and you can listen to it. And uh, I've been using it as my default podcast app and you can too. And you can download Newsly right now for free from newsly.me. Check out the link in the show notes. It's available, like I said, on uh, Android and iOS in the uh, App Store and the Play Store. And there is a premium version available. And my listeners can get a one-month free premium subscription by using the promo code PIECINGIT. But all of the I's are ones. So that's P-1-E-C-1-N-G-1-T. Piecing it, but all of the I's are ones. And uh, I've got that in the show notes too. If you're uh, like me, out driving around listening to stuff, uh, you can't pull over right now. You can check it in the show notes and find that promo code and get that free one-month premium subscription to Newsly. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris, and thank you, Scarlett, for uh, that lovely message to our listeners. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here on Piecing It Together, I hope you're subscribed. You can, of course, do that on all the major podcast apps, where, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Good Pods, Podchaser, all, all the apps you can find us on. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you really like us, you can hit that five-star button and maybe leave a little review while you're at it. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. You can join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at PiecingPod. And don't forget about our Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where, like I said at the top of the show, we've got bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and my music career. Speaking of my music career, I just finished scoring this film uh, called Move Me No Mountain that's going to be having a premiere later this week at the Nevada Women's Film Festival here in Las Vegas. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you guys know how that all goes, and hopefully you'll be able to see the film soon and at least hear the score soon. And uh, right now what I'm going to do, I always close these episodes out with a piece of my music, I'm going to play something that I made for a short film from the same director as Move Me No Mountain, uh, Deborah Richards. I scored her film Dark Lights a couple of years ago, and eventually I'll put this out on like a compilation of music uh, from films. But this is what I call the Dark Lights Suite. It uh, transitions from piece to piece from the film. Three of the best sections of the score from this uh, about 20-minute short film uh, condensed into like a six-minute track. So I hope you enjoy it. It's called Dark Light Sweet, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.